Hi, my name is Thomas Johnson, and I'm the founder and CEO of Get Up and Get Fit Wellness Concierge. I'm also a C-suite advisor and investor. You're listening to How May I Serve You, where I'm constantly on the quest to surround myself with the best coaches while learning how to better serve our executive clientele by asking them, how may I serve you? Today's show is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. And Get Up and Get Fit will be providing students with textbooks and school supplies in Cambodia in honor of our guests today, as well as our philanthropic mission to impact at least 50,000 people per year. And today's guest is Bill Humbert, a.k.a. The Recruiter Guy. Bill, how you doing? Thomas, I'm doing great. Yourself? I'm doing excellent. I'm doing excellent right now. Thanks for asking. So Bill is an expert recruiter with 40 years of recruited experience, RecruiterGuy.com. He understands both sides of the desk as a recruiter and a coach. He has been referred to as the candidate whisperer. <laughs> In an evaluation he received on August 19, 2021, his client wrote, get many folks struggling with their career search to Bill Humber. He changed my life for the better. Bill, that's a great, great testimony right there. Amazing. Wasn't that that amazing? Yeah, Steve was a great guy to work with. Awesome, awesome. All right, Bill, let's just dive into it right now because I'm pretty sure that our audience are excited to learn a bit more about you. So, Bill, tell us a little bit more about yourself, the two-minute version. The two-minute version is I've been a professional recruiter since 1981, and I've had my own business since 1990. And my model is uh, fits exactly what you are trying to do. How may I serve you? Okay. Because my model is to work with one company at a time and charge a flat monthly fee. Okay. And it's a very different model for recruiting. Most recruiters uh, charge a fee per head, therefore headhunter. And my model is, is one where I'm not only focusing on their recruiting needs, but also their entire process so that I may help them improve their process. I'm also a coach. And as a coach, I've last year I coached 32 professionals from March 15th, so the beginning of COVID of 2020, all the way through December 31st to find new positions during COVID. So there, you know, a lot of people say, well, there's not going to be any jobs available. And I went, oh yeah, there are. Let's go get them. <laughs> uh, I am also a speaker and a coach and a, an author. My third book's coming out soon. Nice, nice. So um, just to let everyone know, both Bill and I both belong to the C-Suite Network. So that's how I also know Bill. And he's a phenomenal individual. So Bill, I want you to tell us more about yourself in terms of where where you're from, where, where you currently reside, and how you got started to become a coach. Well, I, I grew up in Chillum, Maryland. Uh, Hyattsville is uh, the area people might know better. And uh, Hyattsville is where my high school was. And so at age 12, I told my dad I wasn't going to go to public high school, that I was going to go to DeMatha High School. Okay. And he said, well, you're the oldest of seven kids. And, and, you know, I didn't know at that time, but we were probably lower middle class. And he said, I can't afford to send everybody to private school. And I said, ah, I got that covered. My Washington Post paper route pays me $140 a month. DeMatha costs $400 a year. I got it. <laughs> so I paid my way through DeMatha. And I guess that probably says a lot about who I am today is, you know, I'm going to figure out what the problem is and then solve it. 
I uh, now live in Park City, Utah. So I'm 6,800. Currently, we're speaking at 6,800 feet above sea level. And uh, one of the things I like about up here is our summers are magnificent. And my wife from Buffalo and I love snow. So we've already had two snowstorms and it's October 21st. <laughs> so, you know, the good thing about being here is we always get a white Christmas. Yes, indeed. You know, um, I, I know Buffalo is extremely cold because I used to play rugby and we play um, a few teams um, in, in Buffalo. And, yeah. and Utah, I mean, I've, I've not been to Utah yet, but I know you guys have phenomenal snow and snowstorms. <laughs> we <laughs> do. You do. And our, Thomas, our summers are amazing. As the temperature goes up, the humidity drops. Mm. And, and so last summer, I was seeing temperatures around 85 and a humidity of 7%. Today's episode is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Being an executive can be very demanding. Your schedule is unpredictable. You have conflicting responsibilities that pull you in multiple directions at once. You travel too much, work late hours, and cross time zones. All things that wreak havoc on your body. This is why having a wellness support team is necessary. Get Up and Get Fit is the wellness concierge support that busy executives, entrepreneurs, and celebs rely on to keep them healthy and fit despite their hectic schedules. A body under prolonged stress is not a healthy body. Time to reduce your stress. Increase your energy, flexibility, strength, and endurance so you can enjoy life instead of just living it. Go to getupandgetfit.com. That's G-E-T-U-P-N-G-E-T-F-I-T.com. And schedule your consultation right now. Get up and get fit. It's a lifestyle. Wow. Sounds like great, great weather. Yes. Definitely. Yes. All right. So, Bill, how did you get into coaching? Why coaching? You know, people have, boy, since the mid-80s, people knew that I was a recruiter. And then they'd say, hey, I've got a friend that's looking for a job. Can you help them? And I, uh, as a result of that, I created a salary negotiation script for people who are looking for a new career that is absolutely killer. And the okay. reason is I'm a recruiter, so I know what you can say and I know what you better not be saying. <laughs> so <laughs> I, um, I, you know, I did that for a long time without getting paid and then about 25 years, 26 years ago, I thought, you know what? I'm providing a lot of my time and service to these people. And I'm not always feeling like they are feeling the value because they're not putting any money into it. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started to charge people uh, for my coaching. And that's how I got into it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's funny how that works, right? Because um, sometimes you want to provide value. You want to help people out sometimes. And by doing that, um, you decide to give them free service and oftentimes they don't appreciate it until you start to charge them. I mean, it's funny yep. how that works. <laughs> it is. It is. You know, I used to give away books constantly. Daniel Pink had a, a great book, Top Grading, and it, it's on how to recruit and hire and mentor the top talent. And top talent for him, he calls 
A-level talent. So it's the top okay. 10%. I used to give that book away. And then I found out nobody was reading it. Ooh, wow. <laughs> and I went, I'm not giving it away anymore. Here's a book. You ought to pick it up. <laughs> if you do, you do. You don't, you don't. Got it. Got it. So, Bill, who do you coach primarily? Do you, do you coach um, – do you just focus on C-suite? Um, meaning, like, of course, you know, C-level executives, you know, um, or do you have a mixture of clientele? I have a mixture. I I do really everything from professionals making $80,000 a year and more. Um, I Occasionally, I don't get it. I haven't done a lot of C-suite people, but the interesting thing is the ones that I have worked with and coached mm-hmm. have really appreciated my my views and suggestions and they've implemented them and been more successful. So um, it's an area I'd like to be more involved in. However, I really actually have been so busy doing other things. I haven't spent a lot of time trying to get into that marketplace. Got it. Got it. So, so Bill, I mean, as a, as a, as a, a recruiter, right. And a coach, what differentiate you from everyone else? Because I, I know there are a lot, there are tons of other recruiters out there. And I mean, I know you personally, I know your personality, I know um type of type of person you are, the caliber of human being you are, but to others, our audience right now that are listening and watching this, what makes you different? Well, my longevity is part of it, Thomas. Uh there's uh the Fordyce letter came out for years it was a recruiting newsletter and they studied metrics on recruiters Mm -hmm. and they found that fewer than one percent of all third-party recruiters and that's us headhunters consultants make it 10 years oh wow so i've made it 40 years so either i'm pretty good or i'm really dense (laughs) (laughs) so that's one way that i differentiate myself my my model of working with one company at a time and focusing on their needs is is a huge differentiator in my industry and uh, you know i got a call yesterday from the local newspaper the park record and the publisher said, hey, uh, can you come up and meet me? I just saw in your email, we communicated back and forth a couple times. He said, I saw in your email that you're a recruiter and we have some needs. Can you maybe help us out? And I went, sure. And so I went up to him and, and we met and he told me what he was looking for in a, in a reporter. And I went, oh, I know just the person for you. <laughs> so I I got home back to my office and and called this reporter and she's interviewing next week. Oh, wow. That was fast. <laughs> and and that was, I'm, you know, for them, it's kind of a barter. They're going to give me some, uh, some advertising for my new book. So perfect. You know, so sometimes it's better to get it that way. And the other thing is I know that they will review my book and that's a nice thing too. That's great right there, man. So it's, it, so it seems like you move pretty fast. You know, you, you are a, a problem solver. So I am, would, would you say, um, you enjoy the process of, of problem solving, you know, because I, I know some people they are good at what they they're good at what their um their occupation is because they have these specific skill sets. And as a recruiter, you just mentioned that you are a problem solver. So, do you enjoy the process? Oh, I love the process, and you know, I'm left-handed. Okay. And, <laughs> and as a lefty, you know, we got to learn how to solve problems every day. I mean, have you ever tried as a left-hander to open a can with a right-handed can opener? 
Ooh. <laughs> it's not fun. On the other <laughs> hand, it can be fun, you know, because you're going, oh, I wonder how I could do this a little differently. And and so I probably learned way back when to be out of the box thinker. Okay. And and so you can't put me in a box because I'm just like, if you put a cat in a box, that cat's going to be out within 10 minutes. I guarantee you fold the tops over and everything. And mm -hmm. all of a sudden a, a paw pulls out <laughs> and pretty soon the entire body is out. So that's kind of me. I don't fit into boxes very well. Yeah. And But I enjoy that process. I enjoy using that creativity. It's fun. So I'm, I'm pretty sure I mean, when COVID first sparked off, right? A lot of folks were struggling. A lot of folks were in like the panic mode. I'm sure since you're a problem solver, you that basically ignited, you know, that spark in you to go and serve these individuals. So am I correct to say that? Absolutely. And that's how I came across those 32 professionals that were looking for a job that found jobs last year. So, yeah, so it's it's just a matter of looking at things in a different manner and creating a different perception, especially when you're coaching somebody. Yeah. And, you know, I've had some really, really, really cool people that I've coached successfully. And, and so for me, I love meeting new people, number one. And then two, I love helping them solve their problems. That's awesome right there. Okay. Okay. All right. So um, if someone were looking for a coach, what traits would you advise for them to look for? Well, if they're looking for a coach, probably the most important trait is does the person listen? Mm. Because some people that I've seen, and I'm not saying necessarily that they're coaches, but if I've seen it somewhere, then I know that there's probably coaches like that. Some people that I've seen what they do is they come with a an idea before they even start coaching that person and then they try to jam it down their throat. Yeah. And so the first thing I would look for is, does this person listen to what I'm saying? The second is, is probably harder to judge, but it's in some ways you can just tell. And is, is this person empathetic? Mm, does this person can this person feel your feelings and then in that process help better serve you and the third trait boy the third trait is probably one where you just ask them who have you served in the past and what were their results mm, okay okay perfect perfect answers right there Perfect yeah, because all of those right there is very um personal. Um, the EQ part, I think that's something that most people don't really consider, right? Right. Um, the emotional intelligence, that um, that connection, and last but not least, the proven concept. Where are your receipts? All right. Yeah. <laughs> have your approach been um, been um, have your approach really been proven? No. Can you can you provide proof? <laughs> so right. um, you're absolutely right. Those are Three great traits. Awesome. So I want you to give us a two to three minute story about when you serve one of your, your clients and you help to guide them towards success. Now, this is storytelling time. I love stories, Bill. That's my thing. Right? It's like my favorite part of the whole podcast interview. Now you get the chance to share your story and just like, you know, shine. 
So I'll take one from uh, from early, you know, from the early 90s. Um, in 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 September of 92, MCI Telecommunications was my client, okay. and I was recruiting IT professionals for them, and I helped them from about March until September to hire 60 IT professionals in Pentagon City, Virginia. And, you know, I'm a DC native. I grew up literally inside the Washington Beltway. And the commercial billing director that I was supporting asked me to come to an all hands meeting. I went to the meeting and at that meeting, they announced that group was being transitioned to Cedar Rapids. Now, I have one problem. I didn't know what state Cedar Rapids was in. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and I didn't want to be dumb to my client, right? Especially since that's where they're moving. <laughs> and I went down to HR and I don't really have a problem being dumb with HR. So I went down to HR and I asked three people in HR, considering that MCI probably had an office in Cedar Rapids, wherever state that is. Mm -hmm. None of them knew. And so the way I found out, this was before Google yeah. and, you know, Internet. I go. looked up Cedar Rapids in my trusty <laughs> Webster's Dictionary, which, as you can see, is still on the floor next to my desk. That's, that's part of that English degree orientation. And so I looked it up and I saw that it was in Iowa. And my immediate thought was, oh, that poor recruiter, whoever that is, that gets that gig. <laughs> and that was on Friday. On Monday, I get a call from the director of recruiting, and he said the CIO for MCI Telecommunications was just in his office, and the vice president of commercial billing asked for me. <laughs> Oh, you were that poor guy. <laughs> I was that poor guy. And I said, well, Jason, how many people do we have to transition to Cedar Rapids? And he said, in the first 12 months, we need 120 IT professionals from senior manager down. Mm. And I went, wow, how many do you think are going to actually make that transition from Pentagon City, Virginia? the Cedar Rapids. And he said, we think 20. So that meant that I was going to need to recruit a minimum of 100 IT professionals to Cedar Rapids, where there were three IBM mainframe shops. One had 18 people. <laughs> that was a Lion Energy. One had about 40 or 50, and that's now known as Transamerica in Cedar Rapids. But they were all insurance people. Telecom is very different. It's it's the wild, wild west. So those insurance people weren't going to make it. That meant that I needed to really go all over the United States to find people and attract them to Cedar Rapids. I created a strategy where the last two weeks of every month, I took three to four managers. We went to two to three cities per week, interviewed 18 to 24 candidates per day, made hiring decisions over dinner. And then we, I sent an email at 2400 bought through the telephone line to Colorado Springs to ask permission to open these recs so that I can extend offers. And, and at the end of 12 months, December 31st, we counted noses in seats. And out of the 120 that we needed, 
only 10 moved from Pentagon City, and we had a total of 143 IT professionals in Cedar Rapids in 12 months. Wow. Wow. You know, it was it was an amazing recruiting project. It was so much fun and really so much hard work. <laughs> I'm pretty sure after that experience, your, your life was transformed. It was in many ways. As a matter of fact, what happened was another telecom firm, my contract ended. So I ended up recruiting about 220 some people total to Cedar Rapids in 20 months. And at the end of that contract, a startup telecom firm in Cedar Rapids literally recruited me to be their recruiting manager. And so we moved from 30 acres in Maryland where I had corn growing off our, our deck to a subdivision in Marion, Iowa, where I couldn't see corn. <laughs> Big culture shock. <laughs> it, it was. It was. It was fun. You know, Iowa is a great place, but I'm happier in Park City. There you go. So, Bill, what drives you? You've been going. You've been going at this for about forty years, right? What drives you, Bill? You know, I, a lot of people have asked me, "Why are you just a recruiter after forty years?" And my response to them is, "Where else can I make the impacts in company performance that I can make by attracting top talent to a company that propels them forward?" And where else can I make a different in, difference in people's lives that I can make as a recruiter? And maybe they are working with a company where they've got a manager that's you know pushing down on them. And I introduce them to a company where they can just blossom. That's what drives me. Mm, mm, I love that. I love that. Bill, do you keep do you um maintain relationships um with your your clients after they've gotten the job? what's that dynamic like? Well, some of them are, you know, more willing to do that than others. But I, I, I had one time I had a candidate as a woman. She was a CICS systems programmer. I was introducing her to my client, Comsat Labs in Germantown, mm -hmm. Maryland. Okay. And she called me the night before. And she said, Bill, I don't think I can go to the interview tomorrow. <laughs> and, and I said, what's wrong with you? She said, my dentist this afternoon wired my my jaw oh, shut. No, <laughs> no, bad timing. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. And and since I knew the manager, I said, ah, "Don't worry about it. He's going to do all the talking. All you got to do is nod your head." <laughs> <laughs> and so she ended up going to her interview. She was given an offer, accepted it on the spot, and went to work for them. And Rebecca and I have been friends since 1988. Wow. Wow. That's an amazing story right there. <laughs> oh, man. It should have never called you. She should have never made it to that job interview, man. <laughs> right. She might have just said, hey, I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> but, but again, so, you know, I knew my client, right? So I yeah. knew that she was not going to have a problem. And uh, it was fun. There you go. Problem solver. You know, it's all about providing solutions. So, Bill, are you currently working on any new projects that you'd like to share with us? Yes. You know, the author side is keeps popping up once in a while. And my uh, new book coming out here, we're going to we're going to take it to everybody who's interested in the beginning of January. But it'll probably get published before that. Yeah. Expect success. 
the science of the over 50 career search. Mm. Okay. And, and that's important because so many of the people that I coach, they're around 50, 55, 60 in their mid sixties. And they go, nobody's ever going to hire me. And I go, Oh yeah, they will. Mm. <laughs> and one of the people last year that I, that I helped was a CFO. He had worked at the same place for 38 years. That was the last time he created a resume and he had no clue how to go about the search. Yeah. And we took about two months. And at the end of two months, he got a part-time CFO position that paid more than he was making full-time. Wow. Okay. <laughs> and That's an upgrade. At age 66. And, and so, you know, it's, people don't believe that they can be successful. And if they don't believe they can't, they can be successful, they won't be successful. And so what I do is I help them believe in themselves to the point where they will be successful. I mean, it, it sounds like, you know, as a, a coach and a recruiter, you bring that coaching aspect to the, to the, the recruiting, um, you know, um, I guess structure, right? You are, you're coaching them with the mindset. You are, you're, you're prepping them. You're not just, connecting them with the you know the the prospective um job you're literally guiding them towards the process so that's, that's really what differentiates you from everyone else man yeah your experience yeah. and the fact that you you're coaching your clients that's, that's right big. yeah it is big and it's fun you know that's the you know it's fun to help both sides in that process succeed whether it's the the design engineer firm that are full of engineers and they have to learn how to be more of the people side to attract people. Or it can be like the newspaper last night where or yesterday that said, hey, we need a reporter. And I said, well, I got somebody I know. <laughs> and I called her up and she goes, yeah, I'm interested. So it's it's just, you know, it's what it's all about. It's about being excited about what you do and be enthusiastic mm -hmm. about the process. There you go. That's the key right there. That's the key. Repeat that one more time because I think pe people need to hear this one more time. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's it's you know it's important to be excited about it. Yes. Anything that you do, I don't care what it is, it's important to be excited about it and then be enthusiastic about the entire process. Yes, indeed. It's all about your attitude. It's about your attitude. Mm -hmm. So, if someone were to inquire about your services or just want to get to know Bill Humber a little bit more, where can they find you, Bill? Well, I don't hide very well, Thomas. <laughs> um, LinkedIn, I'm pretty easy to find. LinkedIn.com slash in slash recruiter guy. Of course, recruiterguy.com is my website, and that's got all of about me and how to reach me. And I have a calendar, calendar, calendar invite, so you can just register on there that you'd like to get on my calendar, and I'd like love to chat with you. That's awesome right there. So, Bill. Thank you for coming on today's episode of How May I Serve You. Know, I love your energy. I love your personality. I'm glad we met, you know, um, a few months back. You know, um, it's all about building relationships. You were one of the, the people that I really, really enjoy connecting with. And now you know, we're Thomas, podcast. Thomas, <laughs> our our first connection was actually in, a, in an airport. And I don't know what it was about you, but there was something about you. And I went, I need to meet this guy. <laughs> so I went up and you gave me his, your card. I gave you my card. And that's where we met the first time before wow. we got met in C-Suite. So yeah. it's, you know, it's 
there are people out there who are special and you're obviously one of them and it's exciting to meet people who are top performers and that's where i viewed you to be thank you bill i really really appreciate that so um bill last but not least how may i serve you <laughs> well you can tell other podcasts hosts that hey i know this recruiter guy <laughs> <laughs> and he'll give you a good interview. You know, I've had people who do leadership podcasts and they say, well, why would I want to talk to a recruiter? And I go, so do leaders just poof, appear? <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I, so introduce me to other podcasters and uh, I, I love being a guest and it's fun for me to meet new people. And, you know, I, I promote, Everything, all of them. You can talk to Eddie Turner Jr. Jr. about me. Got it, got it. Yes, indeed. And I definitely will, Bill. So again, this is your host, Thomas Johnson. If you enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to share it with someone that will benefit. And make sure to tune in for next week's episode. Take care. Be blessed.